from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. I'm Scott Hammer. That is not Ron Miller. No, I'm not, thankfully. Ron Miller, uh, unavailable to make the show tonight, so filling in. I was going to say from ARCA. Sure. Charlie Crawl. ARCA Minister of Propaganda, right. There you go. Can we call it, since Ron's not here, can we call it the ARCA Menard Series Studio? Sure, why not? (laughs) The ARCA Menard (laughs) Series Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Uh, Okay, all right, fine. My car's over at his place getting (laughs) Oh, yeah, you have to do it. All right, you have to do it, right. Uh, Big show for you tonight. might come out pink if you're not careful. (laughs) Yes. Ryan Sheets and uh, Gary Root of uh, Fremont Speedway, the managed part of the management team, right? Let's yes. go with that. Uh, joining us in the studio, we'll be big, talking to them. Big news: they're paving it, right? And Arca's going to run there, right? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be talking to them in uh, just a little bit, and, and when we do, pull those mics uh, closer to you too, so we can uh, get you on there. Uh, also, uh, we got some news to talk about uh, in the world of racing. A little bit going on. Big news, though, uh, before we go anywhere else. Racing season will not start this weekend in Northwest Ohio. Attica has canceled this uh, weekend's racing action due to the rain and not enough time for the track to dry out. It's probably a good call. As much as that bums me out, it's probably a good call. So, so there's that. You know, I did drive by the Ottawa Park Golf Course today and noticed that the the entire green down by the University of Toledo looks like Lake Erie. Does it? So it's probably like that everywhere here in Northwest Ohio. Yeah, it sucks for the people down at Attica. They're a great group of people. And uh, I was thinking about maybe heading out uh, to sit out in the cold and watch race cars, but I don't want to sit out in the wet in the cold. So next week. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be nicer uh, <laughs> last. Or it'll be, yeah, it'll be nicer next week. It will be. We were going to have uh, Ryan Weekman from uh, WTOL make his debut uh, with us uh, tonight for the weekend weather pit stop there's no racing going on so uh, i told him we didn't need a need one for this cold week, so. and wet that's the forecast ryan will be back <laughs> next week uh speaking of uh, charlie crawl you and ron did the old motorsports talk program way back in the day and uh i just recently got all those old episodes uh, uploaded oh, and nice. shared the link on our, our facebook page very so. cool i look forward to listening to all of my parts yes i figured as much <laughs> You're very prominent on there. <laughs> Make sure to give uh, Ron Miller Race Cars a call. 734-856-7223. That's 856-RACE. He's got race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, everything a racer needs. Even gift cards if uh, you're doing some uh, shopping. He even will put some shoes on a race horse if you ask him to, I think. He'll do, uh, yes. Right. If he can do it in his shop. He'll do it. He'll do it. There you right. go. And uh, he's probably listening uh, from uh, where he's at. I'm not sure if I'm... Do we know where he's at? I know where he's at, but I'm not sure if he wants that to I don't think it's a big secret, but uh, he may call in. Getting his other hip replaced? Is that it? Sure. (laughs) Not too far off. Are they both replaced? Well, he's titanium, I think. He's 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 more machine than man at this point. They made him stronger. Right. Let's talk about some racing action from uh, this past weekend. Oh, before we get to that... uh, Sporting the uh, Tyler Hershberger like shirt, uh, Tristan and uh, Tyler were at the uh, uh, Woodland Mall car show last weekend. And How'd that go? Hooked us up. Well, hooked us well, up with got, a T-shirt. Some swag. That's why know. I wear it so that they encourage right. people to bring me more T-shirts and, and we'll wear it and promote them. You know, that's what the racing thing is all about: free hats and free T-shirts. 
I'm a t-shirt whore, I guess. Right. You give me a free Selling t-shirt. Out my show. Give me a free t-shirt. I'm a happy camper. Absolutely. Uh, Buckeye uh, Spring 50, scheduled for last weekend. Didn't happen? That was race, rained out as well. Dang Lucas it. Oil Dirt Late Model Series. Uh, that's been rescheduled for Thursday, which is weird. Thursday, uh, April 11th. Hmm. They must have something else going on that weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure. Brandon Shepard earned uh, his first win at Brownstown Speedway in Indiana. They did get that race in on Saturday. The Atomic race was scheduled for Friday. Um, next event uh, is at uh, 411 Motor Speedway in Tennessee on April 5th. Yeah, Lucas Oil Dirt Lake Models do a pretty good job. I'm uh, really excited that they're kind of venturing out into our neck of the woods. Uh, i got a lot of big names running after that series right now. Speaking of uh, which, did you hear about uh, last weekend? Or last weekend. Last week uh, about uh, Bloomquist? Yeah, what's up with that? Is this like when he hurt his shoulder at Eldora, or is this like an actual no, thing? No, I think this is an actual thing. <laughs> I, he's in the hospital. I, he was, I think he missed out on the action. I haven't seen any updates. and it was. Yeah, was, that whole shoulder ish, issue from last year so. went away pretty quick. Well, you know, you know, you get the right uh, drugs to work that or, or, or out, right? Doctors, yeah. I think. Is, is that what it the, is? Right, okay. The right doctors. Anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series action. Uh, they're out in California. Yeah, actually, I think they actually did get rained out. I think they're already pre-rained out. For this weekend. For this weekend, Yeah, I but think. they raced last weekend. Right. Carson Macedo uh, won Friday night at Silver Dollar Speedway. Driving for Kyle Larson. Chico, uh, California. That was his second ever series win. Right. Logan Schuchart won on the uh, Stockton Dirt Track. And how cool is that, driving for Bobby Allen? You know, scruffy. Kind of a little bit of a resurgence there for Bobby Allen. He was, uh, you know, I, I remember going to the Doty two or three years ago, and they were having problems even getting to the racetrack. Their hauler had broken down like two or three different times, and they got their... How'd I they mean, get to California then? Well, they've got a sponsor now. Oh, but okay. They were, I mean, the racing program had already started, and they're out there making hot laps out in the in the parking lot because they didn't get a chance to get out there and warm the engine or any of that stuff. So it's good to see those guys get a little funding. Logan's one of the best drivers on tour. Good to see him uh, racking up a W. I'm loving it. They're going to be at, uh, well, no, actually, that's right. This was rained out. They were supposed to be at uh, Placerville Speedway this weekend. Oceanville, we get, Ocean Speedway, and Placer. We got to get this rain situation. Yeah, well, that's in California. Out. Right, that's a little different. Right. Uh, the Ocean Speedway race has been canceled, and uh, the is it Placerville? Yeah, Speedway. That's uh, going to be rescheduled for September 11th. So you got to wait. Yeah, take your time. Out to take your time. California. They'll make another swing out west. Some quick NASCAR action. Kyle Busch. He picked up uh, 200! NASCAR win. Two hundred. With the his King Kyle Busch Auto Club Speedway uh, win on Sunday, <laughs> uh, he could not catch Cole Custer on Saturday in Saturday's uh, Xfinity race, and uh, everybody's making the comparison. We talked about this a little bit last week, where they're the two hundred win comparison, the Richard Petty. Which, There's no comparison. Kyle Busch is way better. You're weird, man. <laughs> it's like two it's apples and oranges. <laughs> Apples I mean, who did oranges. Richard Petty beat back in the day? Kale Yarbrough and Bobby Allison and David Pearson. Come on, who are those guys? Were you around back in the day? Ron was. Well, yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Kyle Bush is out there whipping up on, you know, Ryan, hey, Ron Ryan is, Sieg and Ron is listening. Cole Custer. He's and, on here. You know, I mean, he's, he's really All taking right. it to those guys. No, actually, I'm... Uh, 
it is apples and oranges. It is. Uh, and I'm only doing this because I know there are a lot of people who, who do make those comparisons. Uh, 200's a big number, man. And it, you know it as well it's as I It's an accomplishment. Right. Yes. And you know it as well as I do. It, it, it's hard to go to Oakshade in the bomber class and win a heat race. Right? I mean, it's it's just a hard thing to do to win any race. I've done it once. I know you have. I mean, and, and I've, I know people who've who struggled for 15 years to go out Damn. there and race, and they, they might have won a couple heat races and a couple few features, and it's a hard thing to do. 200 of any type of NASCAR race, it's a big number, man. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of Kyle beating up on the truck and Xfinity deal. You know, I, I actually wish he would focus on, on Cup because I – Here's the way I look at it. So you won 50-some-odd truck races and 80-some-odd Xfinity races and now 52 cup races. What? How many cup races do you think he would have won if he was 100% focused on cup? However many he won. I think it would be more. I, I, I think it'd be. On. I think it'd be in the eighties. Personally, I think he. I think he'd already be knocking on the door. He where, probably would where, have won more because he wouldn't have been in that uh, Xfinity Series crash right. at Daytona where for he one, was out for for one. Right, so it, but I. I just that. think the Jimmy Johnson model is pretty solid. Jimmy was pretty much one hundred percent focused on Cup. He's got. 90 victories and seven championships it's hard to argue with that to me you know 200 is really cool but i think if kyle was 100 percent focused on on cup he would it i think his numbers there would be significantly better all right let's uh move on uh, actually nascar is going to be uh, at martinsville this weekend short tracks babe which uh i thought this was weird uh, that the the truck series on saturday at two o'clock is on fox right <laughs> and the cup series race on sunday at two o'clock is on in cable FS1. on fs1 right yeah it's just how it works out sometimes okay it seems that uh truck boys get the to play truck, on the trucks yeah. getting the uh get the top love. and media right. there right yeah. a little love this weekend what about the uh, qualifying debacle that happened uh, how cool was that uh, so I was at Michigan a couple years ago and it, during truck qualifying. So the trucks it, back then were doing group qualifying. Same deal. They punch a big hole in the air. The first guy that goes out is... Is not going to get the pole. He's not going to get the pole because everyone else is going to be drafting off of him. And they all waited until the last Here, possible moment to thinking, go. Here's what I'm though. Why don't... You know, they waited so long they couldn't get a lap. Right. But why don't you just go out there and go slow and make someone pass you or something? I don't know. Well, or at the, least get out there so you make a lap, but going slow, and then right. you well, got the, the pole if nobody else The weekend else made that it. I was up there, they all went out, and only one guy made it. Ryan Blaney made it back. The other 11 didn't make it in time. And I was like, oh, Blaney, you should slow down and like have your pole time be like 22 miles an hour. How great would that have been? It's <laughs> on the pole with a blistering exactly. lap at 22 miles an hour. That's what he should have done. I actually, see, I'm, you're right. I'm a little weird with this kind of stuff. I remember the Formula One race at Indy where they had like six cars in the whole race. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, because it's just a debacle. You know, and it's a debacle. You have to love it. So uh, I thought it was great. They None of them made it. It's great. It's entertain. You know, you're in a, in the entertainment business. How entertaining yeah. is that? Yeah, y'all. None of you made it. Good. Go to the garage. Well, the crowd booed. Well, they, they should like boo. It. It's like, yeah, you guys suck. Figure it out. So we'll see. There may be some changes coming to how they do the qualifying. Do you think they'll go back to the single car? I, I think that they're going to probably come up with some rules that say if you are in the you know whatever round you're in, if you don't make a lap, you'll go. To- well, the whole reason they're doing the group qualifying was to try and make it more exciting for the fans, right? 
And uh, see, I liked it when they were at group qualifying at Daytona and they all crashed. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Again, you you with the the strange things that you right. like. That's good. But, hey, I mean. You've, Oh, the horror! Right, love it. I, I'm also a believer that actions actions detrimental to the sport should be used to promote the sport. So it does get attention. It, <laughs> it, does, it This right? is creating attention. You're going to throw your helmet at someone. We're going to fine you five thousand dollars and use that in every commercial we run for the rest of the year. Right. So Tony Stewart uh, did a interview with the uh, Virginia oh, pilot. I know where you're going with this, right? And uh, he uh, responded to the question from them about how NASCAR can get back some of the popularity it once had. And uh, his quote was, I got the whole quote. You ready for this? Bring it. I'm Tony Stewart right now. They've got to get drivers that have personality. It's great having opportunities to drive cars, but shoot, they're not even old enough to go to a bar, and they're trying to make these 18-year-old kids heroes. I'm still a race fan, too, and it's hard for me to embrace somebody who's just graduating high school, and they're driving a cup car. What have they done to really legitimately earned their opportunity. There's hundreds of thousands of race car drivers across the country that have clawed and scratched their way at Saturday night short tracks and uh, worked on their cars all their lives to get where they are. Then you get kids with rich fathers and deep pockets that put them in race cars. All of a sudden, because they're 18 years old, they think they deserve to be in a cup car. I have a hard time with that. I think I think there are drivers out there with the experience and personality that makes race fans want to follow them. That's what's lacking in NASCAR. Would you, you know, agree with it, that? It, it's... I'm in a. You guys feel free to chime I'm in. I'm in a precarious <laughs> position here because I work with a lot of 15, you're, you're 16, kind of, 17 year old kids, but I'm working with them. Well, Arcas, that's all. We're, pretty we're, much. We're, kids. we're the the initial step in the ladder. You know, we didn't always used to have a lot of 15, 16, 17 year old kids. We, you know, we used to have a lot more Frank Kimmels and Tom Hesserts. You know, but now we we are that first initial developmental step, and I, I think it's great that they have a you know these kids have a place that they can come and run. That said, I do somewhat agree with Tony that you know when you are at the top level of the sport, you know you you should have a built in fan following when you by the time you get there. You know, and you know, so many race teams right now are upside down financially. You know, it costs. That's why they're looking for drivers that have sponsorships that are coming with them. Right. We don't care if you can drive. You got money. Right. So I I think if we were to get it back to the a place where maybe it was a little less expensive to run a race team, you know, instead of it costing fifteen or twenty million dollars, it cost five million dollars. Well, think how many more sponsors would be willing to pay five or seven million dollars versus 17 or 20 million dollars you know and then you could go out and actually hire the guy you want to hire you know and that's you know really where we got away from that was when the costs really escalated and and companies started backing out of of long-term sponsorship agreements you know i know this is something that you know the nascar uh competition team is really trying to figure out a way to decrease those costs this is a very um important time in the sports existence, you know, to figure out, you know, where are we going to go from here? But, you know, it's really hard. I mean, William Byron's a great kid. I met him a couple of different times down at the Winchester 400. Great kid. But it's, you're like, wait, you're what? What? You're here? <laughs> do the, do, uh, right. So I, I get it. Do the know? kids that are running in NASCAR, are they working on their cars as well? They're getting their hands dirty, getting in there. Are, are you seriously asking me? <laughs> yes, this? I am. Yes, I am. No. Okay. <laughs> they, two or, two they, are them, <laughs> yeah. they are not. They are not. No. Uh, a few of them do. 
a few of them do. Uh, you know, but to to be fair, um, even the people who would like to do that, like a Ryan if, Newman. If I had a choice, I wouldn't do it. Right. I'd but somebody like, else do it. Well, Ryan Newman, he, he likes to get in there and help. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is there are people who have very specific jobs. I mean, it's not like back in the 80s or 90s when, you know, there were six guys working on a race car and y'all kind of pitched in. And, you know, when you're at a race now, there's, okay, so my job is this particular component of the race car and i'm the everything only one specialized now right so you don't want someone coming in there and undoing everything that you've done so yeah it, it's a very specialized thing and um it, it's vastly different and, and some would say that it's lost some of its charm and you know it, it's to me it's still fun it's still cool but you know it's hard to argue with tony's statement there because you know there you know there was a time when i mean even here in in our area you know, Benny Parsons came from this area. He started racing figure eight cars at Flat Rock Speedway, and he made the eventually worked his way up into, into what is now the Arca Menard series, and then worked his way into Cup. And he had, you know, he built a fan following every step along the way. And by the time he was the Cup champion, he had a whole region of the country who was a fan of Benny Parsons. You know, William Byron raced iRacing, which is cool. I mean, that's great. But he never had like two or three seasons running a local racetrack to build a, a, a loyal fan following. All right. Let's move on from that. Sure. <laughs> These guys want to talk. I know. I just got a couple no, more don't. things here. Uh, there was, uh, they the, want to talk about that pavement that they're putting oh, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just heard this collective like, oh! Right. Well, that's what I'm here for. Um that was I going to say. Oh, this uh, auction of the Earnhardt collection. These cars. You hear about that? And this is Dude, something you should right. love because I, it's another debacle. I actually debacle. did. So, so I I took one look at one of those race cars and saw the decals on it and how crooked and out I of think, place they were. I think were. I read that they and were I'm restored like, how, or something. How the hell are they trying to pass this off as an actual Dale Earnhardt race car? It doesn't even look like a street stock at you know any of the short tracks anywhere in this country. And, and of course, it comes back to no one's surprise. Oh, they actually aren't real Dale Earnhardt race cars. They're still say, trying to say they what are. What a shocker. But there was 20 cars deemed the uh, Earnhardt collection. It so, included five NASCAR race cars, three that were supposedly raced by Senior, and uh, two by Junior. And they went to auction, and uh, of course Richard Childress was like, huh? I thought I owned all the cars. He, well, that's why it's a, yeah. such a shock, because he actually does own yeah. all of the cars. And one of them was claimed to be the 94 championship car that uh, he has sitting in his showroom. Right. Uh, and apparently 19 of the 20 cars did sell, despite possibly not being really authentic, for over a million dollars. Well, Somebody made some money there. There's a so sucker, there you go. Go get some cars, slap some stickers on it. Minute. I mean, the one of them, like the nose wasn't even straight. It's like if you're going to take, right, yeah. take a car to auction and try to pass it off, like buy some authentic decals, put them on straight, and make sure the bodywork so, looks right, right. Ron probably could do better. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. I mean, he is a sponsor of the yeah. show, so. <laughs> Danica Patrick's going to be in the uh, broadcast booth joining NBC's coverage of the Indy 500. I'm I'm down. I'll be watching. I wonder if she's going to get in any fights with anybody. Mm, I mean, I'll be watching, so it won't be me. You're just going to be watching to see if she crashes and burns. Oh no, I'm I'm a Danica fan, okay. man. Right. IndyCar's uh, actually making their debut for the first time at the Circuit of America. Coda. Circuit of the Americas. 
Coda, baby. It should be a good. That's a really Austin, cool racetrack. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. I got a couple of friends who are down there hanging out. It looks like an interesting track. Right, it is. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Twisty, fast. It's got some fast sections. Very twisty. Very cool. Arca, the race at Toledo Speedway has a name. It does. Go ahead. I'll let hey, you who it. announced that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Where did I see that? I think I wrote. wrote did you it, write right? that? I think right. I saw it on Speed. Yeah, Sioux Chief Powerpex Two Hundred. Uh, it's it, you know it's it's interesting because for ten years that race has been known as the Menards Two Hundred. Yeah. It's it's kind of and now Menards is the series. So Menards is a sponsor. series sponsor, but they're also going to still be heavily involved in that race. Sioux Chief is a Menards vendor, so it's all kind of still same in the fa- you know staying okay. in the family. Are but, they still uh, going to have it where you can get uh, discount tickets at Menards? I for the believe race? that is the plan. Right. So we can go to the Menards right across the street. Actually, I don't know how many of them, but all of the Northwest Ohio Menards will have discount tickets on sale, and those will be, uh, we'll announce that very soon when that'll be happening. But yeah, it's going to be really cool. Haley Deegan will be making her initial ARCA, ARCA appearance there, and she's going to be testing here before too long. So, And she just uh, is coming off two wins in the K&N uh, West Series. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. That race will be here before you know it. Our next one down at Salem on April 14th. Always one of my favorite races. The whole is that of, the next Arca race? Yeah, yeah. It's like thirty-five degree banking in the corners. The place is rough and worn out, and it's just phenomenal. Love it. They haven't been going there for a while, have we, they? It'll be our hundred and fifth race there. Is it right? Yeah. I thought they weren't there for a while. Mm, from nineteen eighty-one to nineteen eighty-six. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, the uh, Toledo race, uh, the Arca race, is going to be on May. Yep. 19th and it'll also be broadcast on mav tv mav tv baby ron's favorite channel we want you to come and watch it in person though okay it is a good race it is i think i've made it out there the past few years uh for you know you're in the media first i am yeah yeah come on out okay i'll be there all right for the first time in series history fans can watch every lap of the ollie's bargain outlet all-star circuit of champions competition online via speed shift tv other than a few select events, uh, SpeedShift's monthly VIP subscription will give access to all-star action. Uh, cool it will also be available on a race-by-race basis, which transitions into Fremont Speedway as the all-stars are making their return back to uh, Fremont Speedway. First Rock time on. since uh, yeah. 2015. And uh, joining us uh, again here in the studio, Gary Root. Gary Root as in foot. As in foot. <laughs> And, Square root, and Ryan Sheets, uh, both part of the uh, the management team that have uh, taken over Fremont Speedway, and uh, so just some, to be clear, no pavement, no pavement. Oh, no pavement. Right. oh that was the Sorry. big announcement. <laughs> we were talking Sorry. about maybe the drive on. Oh, okay, the all right, side, I, I get you. It's probably already out there already. Right, about right, right. <laughs> Ron was trying to get uh, Scott Schultz to. to undo the pavement. Undo the pavement. Well, I think what, they're having the monster trucks out at Toledo Speedway. Right spread that dirt out and let's do some dirt racing berlin does it yeah exactly yeah. all right anyway at mansfield yeah yeah so uh you guys man looking forward to uh fremont speedway and uh, i'm sure there's uh, a lot of questions you know with the change in management uh, rich farmer running the place for was it nine years ten what, years ten years yeah. okay yeah ten years and uh you guys it sounds like uh, a lot of good things on tap and maybe a few little changes um i guess uh first off how how has the transition been uh taken over from from rich farmer well I, honestly i don't know where the last three and a half four months have gone because <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty busy it, i don't care what anybody says it's a lot of work to promote a track a lot of work behind the scenes but um 
But, but yeah, right off the bat, back, and we kind of got a late start, the tail end of November, first part of December, the first thing we worked on between Attica and us is our AFCS championship series. So we luckily um, got Dwayne Hancock on, on board with us, and he's running with that, as you can see. That thing is uh, blown up. Oh, it's just blowing up. Phenomenal. He's doing a great job. Was it $65,000 worth of yeah. uh, money that's going to be paid out between the two yeah. divisions? Yeah. 10000 to the still going. Yeah, still, he's, he's still going. Still a lot of prize <laughs> money. Going. So, So hats off to Dwayne there that series off for us between Attica and Fremont. <clears throat> now, what uh, what was your guys, uh, each of your, your involvement uh, with Fremont Speedway prior to uh, Rich's department or departure? Oh, I was probably just a fan. I've been going to Fremont Speedway since the mid-60s. And that's, I work, you know, I have a little experience working on cars in the mid-80s, a little bit of that, but... Just pretty much been a Fremont Speedway fan all my life. What now about you? Get to do it. Now I get to <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah, it's here. Hey, what about you, Ryan? Um, same thing. More or less, grew up at the fairgrounds. Um, I was involved with the fair. Still am. Um, then that kind of got me more involved with the track. Now you guys um, are part of that uh, five-member board that's uh, running the Speedway, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you're the president. Of yes, it. Okay. I'm the president of the board. Um, but that that's more or less, I knew Jim Ford when he was there. Then I got to know Rich. And that's what kind of got me more involved with the track. And, and bottom line, I see how important it is to the community, to the race fans. And that, that is my thing to do. Did anybody uh, reach out to you guys after Rich said he was uh, stepping down? Uh, you know, kind of worried. It was like, what's what's going to happen with Fremont now? Yeah, that, that was a big discussion there. It, actually, just about a year ago, we, we knew Rich was stepping away. So we we're trying to get geared up for what we we're going to do for the 2019 season. So after the race season back in October, we met with quite a few people and, and really couldn't come up with a good solution on um, the proper way to run the track, the next promoter. So that's when we decided, well, let's do this ourselves. Let's promote this track and, and run with it. So what's been the biggest surprise so far now that you've jumped in and taken the reins? What's been the biggest surprise as track operators? I don't know. There's surprises every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of surprises. Um, How it's it's got to be really strange because I'm sure no one wants to call and give you any advice on how to do it, right? Like none of the fans. <laughs> no, they they, no, they no, keep their advice. opinions to themselves. Oh and, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing we've learned is is um, during the off season just how much work it takes getting out getting the sponsors on the same page as what we are and 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 promoting it is the track. Neat. we get a lot of a lot of people that's been at that track for years and they come up with ideas you know back back in the 70s we used to do it this way and that way and it's just kind of neat to hear stuff like that and you know you might be able to throw something like that in here and there and bring back a little bit of the way things were yeah now we were, I was talking to you guys before uh, we went on the air here. Uh, the fair board actually 
bought the track from Rich a couple years ago. Yeah, that that assets. The fair yeah. board always owned the track, yeah. the property. But, but basically they have everything. Yeah, we yeah, the fair board has so all, every, everything. Everything's under one umbrella now. You guys have control of everything. You don't have to any outside yeah. uh, So how we run it, it's a whole separate identity though. So the, from the, the fair board. From the fair board. So we're completely away from the fair board. So it's a five member board. And and we get to run it as we need to okay. to make it successful. Big question. Uh, anything uh, that fans or drivers will notice different uh, about the track or, or the events going on this year? Other than some obvious thing like the All-Stars coming the back. All-Stars will be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're hoping we have a good crew lined up to start on the track. I mean, like a regular Saturday night uh, program. Is it going to be? Will the average fan even notice a difference? I I think so. We're trying to get the the fans more involved okay. with the racing. Um, we're having a few more meet the drivers. The fans meet the drivers. Um, a few kids nights. Um, I was talking to your uh, t- your uh, pace truck driver, the pace truck driver Mike. at Attica and in, uh, in Fremont uh, last week about uh, the. You guys have that Twitter contest where you get a ride, award mm-hmm. a, a ride with the the pace truck. Yeah, you guys gonna keep doing yep, that? Keep doing that, that. seems to be pretty popular. That, that's one thing. Um, Shelly, Shelly Farm always done a nice job on is is trying to keep the fans somewhat in touch with the the racers and and have more meet and greets and keep them involved. Well, you know, one of the things that I remember when I was a kid that really got me into racing, and this is it's really hard to do now. Uh, because we're all much busier than we were 30 years ago. But I always thought it was really cool when the races were over and, you know, everyone's waiting out the payoff line. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a gr- it's just a great time to come out there and you get to talk to whoever you want to talk to. They're all waiting there. They're all getting some money, so they're all happy. You know, and, and the, the, the two guys who aren't happy are the two that were fighting for the win. And, you know, it's I just think that that's kind of what we're missing as a – as an industry right now is we're missing a chance for the the average fan to get a chance to come in and and chat with the drivers now a lot of places eldora when the races are over they'll they'll open up the gate and you can go down into the pits but the problem there is everyone's in such a hurry to get out and get to the next one that they're already packed up and and loaded and which we do that too and on their way out we get the gates opened up as soon as we can we we try to rotate the order of the night so right. that the 410s occasionally are the last ones to run. And then Brian Smith actually started a deal two years ago, I think. He's got a traveling trophy that he passes out to the last 410 to leave the, leave the right. pits, and which is a neat I deal. think that what we've got to do is we've got to convince the drivers and the, and the <laughs> owners and the teams that it's actually in their best interest to hang out for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you didn't take off so quickly you'd sell some t-shirts to those people who are back there mm-hmm. wanting to chat with you. You know, that's that's where I think so many of these, it's a little short-sighted, is we do have the opportunity to not only, I, I mean, you sit there and chat with someone for five minutes, they're going to remember that. You might yeah, not, absolutely. but that fan's going to remember yeah. that. And the next time he comes, he is he might buy your t-shirt or, you know, two years from or now. Or bring some friends. Right, and they will buy your t-shirt. I mean, that's what it's in. You have to tip, put the time in and invest that time yeah. with your fans and, you know, it was such a natural thing back then because, you know, you did stick around and, and wait to get paid, and now we all do it real wide transfer and direct deposit, and you know, but we, we have to figure out a way to get the people and the race car drivers 
to, to intermingle. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's a whole, actually, we're just talking about the, the same thing last weekend is, is how to get the driver and the, and the fans more involved um, with one another. Because last year, I felt bad quite a few nights at Fremont. I'd be walking down through the pits. Of course, after the races, you have the fan base coming in, trying to meet some of the drivers. And, and I look around, there's not many trailers left. Right. And exactly what you were saying, if they just hang around a little bit longer right and you know and it's hard for for us because we're there every week you just, know we're, just we're, delay the payout a little bit longer right <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. It's, it's hard for us we we i think we somewhat take it for granted because every time i go to a race i go and sign in and i'm walking in the back and i'm talking to whoever i want to talk to and you know you can go if i'm at eldora i can go up and talk to steve kinzer or sammy swindell or scott bloomquist or whoever it, I have that access, you know, but the 18,000 people in the grandstands don't, you know, we've got to figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah. They can buy yeah, a pit pass, though, right? They, they can, but not, I mean, let's... If you're bringing a family, though, right. that's probably yeah. going to be yeah. a So yeah. you can't bring your kids, and, you know, and there's there still are a lot of people in our audience who just, they don't have that extra money to go and do that, even if it's just a $10 upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's hard for them. So, we, you know, what was great about it was, you know, those race cars were all on open trailers out in the pits. You could go up and put your hands on the tires, and they were still warm, and the driver was... You know, sipping on a beer, talking to his buddies, and you could come up and he'd sign your hat or your flag and pat you on the head and, you know, all that stuff. We've got to find a way to get that back. Yeah. Maybe not that, but that feel, that atmosphere. Those are the things that make you come back that's when, yeah. you when remember you're our age. When, right. yeah, you remember that from absolutely. the 60s and the 70s. I remember it from the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, there, there's a whole generation of kids that we left we, we left over that. I remember mm-hmm. at Bryan Speedway, they used to put the kids in the sitting on the trunk with their legs spanned through the window and give them a ride around the right. track. Right. Liabilities may not make <laughs> yeah. that happen so, so much these at days. At Toledo but. Speedway, when I was a kid, they used to throw us on the back of the wreckers yeah. and let us go around <laughs> yeah. on the open wrecker. It's so crazy. it's insurance but, that's right. killing races. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we have to find a way to get that connection back to uh, – and in this this at every level of racing. Same yeah, thing. It it's, is. It's I the agree. same problem in NASCAR. It's the same problem in IndyCar. It's the same problem. You know, the one – Former racing that I think that this is not a problem with is NHRA because every ticket's a pit pass, and you can you can walk up to whoever you want whenever you want, you know. But for everybody else, it, it, we we've got to find a way to rebuild that connection. And you know, there are a lot of people who really get it, and it seems like you guys are working hard to make yeah. it happen. Yeah, we are. Actually, we've gone as far as we haven't picked the races out, but before the the last race, the feature we want the cars park on the front stretch like what they used to do park their cars get out and have the fan base come out meet with the drivers quick right five minutes. come out on the track yeah cool yeah or right. the or or the drivers go up in the stands we well, haven't decided which way but have, have that them, have right that. have them come to the fence and sign autographs yeah. for five minutes yeah, you know that's, five minutes you know right. and that's what was great about it was because you know back when we were kids they would drive their cars out, park them out on the front stretch, and and they would automatic. You didn't have to tell them to go to the fence; they just did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and somewhere along the way, we lost that. Yeah. And, and it's you know, we, as an industry, we need to start doing much, much more of that. And it looks like uh, your first meet the drivers' nights uh, scheduled for May eighteenth at Fremont yeah. Speedway. Yep. So cool. Um, let's uh, move on a little bit here, and uh, let's talk about this this All Star deal. How big was that, and how did that come about? Wow. I mean, how much how much work was involved in making that happen? It, it, it come down uh, basically one week. Um, Ross Paulson actually come to us 
and says, I don't know if you guys are paying any attention, but this May date is open. <laughs> in which normally it's full, if I'm not mistaken, Wayne. Yeah, it's part of a three-day weekend yeah. uh, with uh, Attica and Wayne County, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Wayne County. Wayne's Field. Wayne's is it, Field. No, Wayne, yeah, Wayne yeah, County. You're right. Yeah, Wayne County. So Ross pointed out, says, you know, you might want to you know, touch base with Jared or, or Tony. So um, we end up getting it worked out. Um, when, when did you start uh, talks about that? When did that start? Just about a week. It was mid-May. I mean, it was, or um, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> mid-February it was, yeah, we, wasn't it? So this, this we had actually came, We had but, actually put our schedule out. Yeah, the schedule was out. And, and, of course, what you know, we made a couple mistakes prior to releasing our schedule. So as we had two releases of the schedule already. And then we end up pulling the schedule back in for the third time for the All-Star, well, as which a was good. As I a mean, PR guy, I just look at that as more exposure. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, not, yeah. Not all controversy is bad. Send an update. We'll just send an update. That's what I say. We'll just update it. So, yeah, th- thanks to Ross, he, he ended up pointing that date out to us. And, and and luckily, back in December, we started building that relationship up with Tony and, you know, er, you know as far as what's happened in the past. And, and luckily, it, it paid off. Any any so, insight to, into what happened in the past you want to share? Or? No. Not really? <laughs> okay. No. We no. have no idea. No idea. Things are good now. Things though. are yeah, things under are previous up. regimes no longer matter, right? Yeah. So you yeah, guys have so. a, a good relationship then with the the all stars yeah. and. Yeah. It's like being jealous of the ex boyfriend. Come yeah. on, doesn't yeah. matter. Any any possibility <laughs> so of more all star races uh, going into next year? Yeah, twenty twenty looks. Yeah, we're very look, hopeful. Yeah, very hopeful. So you got your foot in the good. door with this one, which is... Yeah, which uh, we weren't really expecting this year already on it. Um, we were figuring to be at this point maybe next year. Yeah. And then maybe two years down the road get some yeah. more. But this, are there, this are there any year. other touring series that you guys are looking at, you know, down the road uh, that you'd like to maybe think about bringing there or bringing back? You know, not just open wheel stuff. Are there any stock car tours or anything, you know, late model tours that you're looking at? ARCA's not going to race Well, that. ARCA's not coming. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, no, we're, we're already <laughs> we're already talking uh, about 2020 since you know we do have to hopefully we're we're getting an earlier start than what we did this past year, but we are talking a couple people about 2020. Oh, fantastic! Some late model, special late model shows yeah, trying to work on late models, uh, modifieds. Yeah, modifieds. When's the last time modifieds have been? I can't. Fremont. Probably been a while. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, probably been a while. So, so back to this, uh, your, the All-Star uh, show, that's actually coming up on May 26th, and it's going to be a Sunday night, right? That's yes. uh, Memorial Day it weekend. It is the day of the Indianapolis 500. Ah. So it it's a big racing weekend for you yeah. guys. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, they're at Attica. Waynesfield and Wayne and, County or Wayne it, County. I'm sorry, <laughs> I screwed and it Fremont. up the first yeah. time. Now it was your turn. So you got two nights of racing that weekend because you got uh, the Saturday night uh, show with the uh, Fast Four Tens, Three O Fives, and the trucks. Yeah, double. So, so it'll be a busy weekend. Well, that was because you had that scheduled before you. Yeah, we had that racing. scheduled prior to the the, the All Star show. So well, one of cool. the things that I see happening throughout 
uh, short track racing, particularly dirt track racing, or the midweek shows have become pretty popular. Is that something you guys have given any thought to, or is that even possible with your relationship with the fair board? Um, no, we haven't talked about it. I guess we it hasn't even been brought up as far as having a, a week. You do. There's race, that one race that's during the fair. During the fair, I know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah that's Tuesday, Tuesday night, a three o five show. Yeah. I think that got rained out last year, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's Which always was, a big one too. Yeah. So we uh, you mentioned uh, late models. Uh, what went into the decision to drop that class for this this year as a, a regular uh, event on Saturday nights? That the biggest reason is um, the the just never out. just never grew. Yeah, it, it hasn't grown for. I think Rich had them out the last eight years, nine years. And it just never grew. And, and, and like, there are certain it, reasons why it didn't. You know, after talking to a few guys the last couple months, maybe possibility some reasons why it didn't grow. Some rule, if we uh, modify some rules, maybe we'd draw some more to the Fremont track. I mean, if only there were other racetracks in the area that ran late models that you could just run the same rule package. I don't know. That makes well, sense. The problem yeah. is, I think it does. Some of the, yeah. the problem is yeah. they run on the our side. That's, yeah. yeah. that's the other problem, though. Yeah. And I think it's got to be tough for you guys because I think you're more well-known as a sprint car track. Yeah. You know, I always would go, and I'd go, oh, that's right, they run late models here, too. And you would get half dozen, maybe six or eight of them, and that's it's hard to put on a show with yeah. six or eight cars. Yeah. It really it, except it for is. you get excited about that when it's Formula One, though. I do. Well, well, they had twenty that showed up. Oh, okay. Fourteen of them parked on lap one, right? <laughs> so yeah, it, it wasn't a quick decision. It took a while to make that decision not to have that class there this Guinea. coming year. But it, it, on the business side of it, we had to. Right. Had to eliminate that class. Did you get any feedback then from any of the drivers? You know, saying, a little bit. Yeah, you know, little that sucks, bit. but I understand. It, it, honestly, most of them I've talked to three or four people, and they were very understanding. And so, it's it, it, and that makes a lot easier when when they see both sides. And it's got to be business. tough because Oakshade is it's just another Saturday night track. It's forty five yep. minutes the other direction, and yep. that and they are known as a late. How fast track. do you drive? Right. You can get there in 45 minutes, man. Maybe on the turnpike. Right, yeah. turnpike. You know, so, you know, having an established late model program, all right, so let's say an hour yeah, away. Yeah, okay. You know, where, whereas you guys are known for sprint cars, it's just, yeah. I think it's pushing a rock uphill, but it's not to say that you, you, you're closing the door on it forever, right? Though, right, right. No, we're it, looking at options. Right. So we're, yeah. we're we'd, we'd like to bring them back, that. but you'd, it's got to be, it's got to be late models that are in the area. Right. And like I said, they're, they're already running on Saturday night, so... You know, if they got an open date, maybe sure. we can bring them in. But sure. That's kind of what we're So it sounds at. like you guys are open to it. You know, you're yeah. not closed yeah. off on anything. Just nope. pretty but open. But as far as what you guys do week in and week out, your sprint car program, it, you Top know, notch. it's, it, it's, it's, it's got to be cool to be like one of the rare tracks that runs a winged 410 sprint car program every week. And you guys have full fields in both divisions week in and week out. Yeah. Yeah. We And that's one reason we decided to take being uh, next promoters because of the history there of, of the open wheels. I mean, mm-hmm. we have quite the history and and known for good shows. Right. So, I can't remember so going to, to Fremont for a sprint car show and leaving disappointed. It's always been yeah. a, gr- a great program. I, re- I went to a, 
way back in the day, I went to a USAC Sprint and Midget doubleheader on the same night, and it just was, I mean, 40 cars in both divisions. is fantastic. I went to Outlaws there years ago, seen All-Stars there. I've seen your weekly shows there. Everything puts on a good show there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a great little racy joint. And, and you look at the local drivers, how talented, right. you know, when we were talking NASCAR earlier, how many talented drivers there are locally. Right. In the northwest Absolutely. Ohio, I think they, I was, they could com- compete anywhere. Right, I, I just remember John Ivy taking it to the All Star Boys down there a couple of times was during it, a Speed Week show. Was it John that? Uh, I think it was. That was we had on the show and had the story about uh, he blew an engine and during uh, his heat race went back to the shop. The his crew took the engine out, put a new one in. He got it back in time for right. the feature. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah, just a great, real, like you said, yeah. really competitive group yeah. of. Weekly guys, I think when when all stars come to town, you know your weekly guys are going to be right there in the mix yeah, with them. Yeah, you know. In the Attica Fremont Championship Series, should uh, and you know, bolster, right, and bolster your, your that's regular what makes program. that even better. Yeah. So what? How do you guys see your neighboring racetracks? I mean, obviously Attica is a partner. You're running a, mm-hmm. a a conjoined championship with those guys. What about Mansfield right down the road? How does that work with or against what you guys have going on? We, we definitely wanted to work with them. We definitely kept an eye on their schedule because, again, mm-hmm. we all want to work together um, on, on the scheduling. So I don't know what they're scheduling, if it, we're ever going to be a conflict because they, they went, I think, a little different direction, if I'm not mistaken, with, the, right. with some of the races this coming year, which really helped us out to open up some weekends for us. Right, and I've always thought that in, we saw this change at Oakshade years ago, you know, when when there's a neighboring track that has a big event, you know, it's going to draw a lot of people and a lot of cars, but there's going to be some guys that realize, you know, hey, I can't go down to Eldora and race my way into the World 100, but I still mm-hmm. want to go and race that weekend, and, you know, finally Oakshade, you know, this must be 10, 15 <laughs> years ago, they decided, hey, you know what, we're, just, we're not going to cancel this weekend. Actually, it was with the, the drivers that actually were right. pushed for it. Right, They're, they decided, you know, hey, we're going we're gonna to stay in business, and it gives the fans a chance to come and... Uh, instead of fighting the big crowds, they can still go back and see a pretty good race. Yeah. And, you know, so I think it's it's just because you've got that big, massive facility and a and a and a couple of big dates doesn't mean that you can't still yeah, stay exactly. in business that weekend, yeah. right? So, what but, are some of the uh, other big events you have uh, on the schedule? Well, of course, our our Jim Ford weekend on a Friday and a Saturday night, September twentieth and twenty first. That's your um, season finale there. Yeah, that's our season yeah, finale. We'll the fast, fast will be there both nights for that. 3,000 to win on uh, Friday for the 410s and 10,000 to win on uh, Saturday night. Yes. It's a cool. lot of money. Yeah, it is. I should that's become a, a smart car driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> a lot of people would. First, got to cram me into one of those things, right? Then, then we do have one Friday night show which we had to work around some scheduling conflict in, in order to, to work with Shane Helms for our all-star show. We did some date swapping there, thanks to Shane Helms working with us on our all-star show. So we didn't want to have a conflict with his Saturday night show in September. So we, we worked around that, made one of our shows on that Friday night. Which Friday is that? Uh, September 6th, I believe. That's yeah, our championship. That's our, yeah, that's our championship. Interesting. The AFCS championship is that night. Interesting. 
where that winner will have the four tens will get ten thousand dollars. There's a lot of money you guys are going to be. See, I, I see. Yeah. I think that that's actually years ago that would have been a horrible thing to do. You know, Toledo Speedway ten thousand dollars. Well, no, to switch nights. Oh, you know, I got years you, I got ago, Toledo Speedway was sat- Sunday night. You can only mm-hmm. do this on Sunday night. And now, I think even though you guys are known as a Saturday night track, I think the one time a year you go and do it Friday night, you can draw all kinds of attention towards yeah. that and say, "Hey, this is a really special deal. We only do this one time a year. It's our championship night. Come on out." It's easier. To, it's easier to promote it in the digital age too and right. get that information yeah. out. So I, I hope it works out yeah. for you. I think that that's a great yeah. thing. I, I really do. So when's your season kick off here? Uh, uh, April thirteenth. That seems so a little that, earlier than normal, isn't it? It's Mother Nature would. <laughs> give us yeah, a break we're here. a little nervous because we our track is. We started to do some work there last fall. Uh, we had three good weekends put in moving dirt last fall. Well, after about the third weekend, it started raining. <laughs> it's been raining ever it, since. It's been raining ever <laughs> since. So yeah, that track makes us nervous right, right now. We were out working in the rain last night. Yeah on it as a matter of fact uh, once it so starts drying out i think yeah, we'll be all right yeah. yeah so that that's our biggest hurdle right now you for gotta the opening avoid night. the april showers yeah absolutely and uh opening night uh it's going to be uh just a actually it's a afcs it's an show. afcs yep it's 410-305s and uh the trucks is that the first attica fremont championship series yes. event yep be the first one for up. us attica will have it friday night yeah and yep and is that going to be a regular time? I know last year they it was an afternoon event. I actually went to that, it's, uh, the opener. Any chance that uh, you may switch the time if the weather is bad? or is De- it Depending on the weather. Yeah. Is it Saturday I, I night? I remember that last year. Yeah, because it was so it, cold. Yeah, we moved it up to try to beat that Which was nice. I appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a very good uh, – um, Something to consider. Something to consider. Okay, so make sure to follow uh, yeah. the, the Facebook page, the Twitter, I'm assuming. What's your yeah, Twitter account? What's that? What's the Twitter account for the racetrack? I think it's at Fremont Speedway, is that yeah, right? I believe that's what yeah. it is. And the uh, website is? Fremont, Fremont OH Speedway. It's that one out in California com. is one you got to worry about, right? <laughs> Fremont, yeah. California racetrack. Much of the weather's nice out there. Right. Yeah. Was, they got in on the web business like a week before you guys did and snatched yeah. that one up, right? Well, uh, I was going to ask this, and Steve Miller on uh, our Facebook Live here wanted to know, uh, because Ron always asks this of everybody because he loves to run his outlaw. Uh, any chance at some point in the future there'll be a Run What You Brung show? You never know. Have him tell Ron he can bring it and run it with the sprint cars. You just told him. All right, Ron. Bring your late model <laughs> and try to run it with the sprint cars and see what happens. I don't think he'll uh, he'll pass tech there. Right. <laughs> something, something. They'll still take his pit pass <laughs> yeah. money, though. But, I mean, something is that something maybe to look at? Because I mean, there has been run what you bought yeah. yeah. shows in the past. We're looking at everything. Okay. Hey, an ARCA race isn't outside the realm of possibility. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So 2020 could see. We aren't going to pay, but it'll be a dirt ARCA race. All right. Hey, we run on dirt. We run on dirt. Right. It'd be fun. Be fun. No, it's actually I like what you guys are doing out there. I think it's going to be a great season for you guys. Um, You know, I think that's the the biggest jump that a a lot of people take is that from from race fan to. Ron says he's in. I think he's responding to your running with the sprints. All right. Well, (laughs) we'll see what we can do. 
So it's uh, it's probably been a big eye opener for you guys, but it seems like yeah. you guys have the right attitude about it. Yeah, and, it, it's definitely been an eye opener as far as being a promoter, how much work it takes behind the scenes, and and trying to make both parties happen. Right, you the know, customers. Just, the fan base and the drivers right and, and you have to find that happy well medium. that's the one thing that i learned when i started working at arca is everybody's a customer yeah. you know the drivers yeah. are your customers too you got to yeah. find a way to keep them happy Absolutely. the race fans have to be happy your sponsors are your clients they have to stay, stay happy it's it's a yeah. very balance delicate and, balance and, and, it and is. with that you know with the going back to the all-star announcement that definitely helped our sponsorship right i bet <laughs> you know adding that show in there oh you know that's that's a big big, show. A big one any so interest in a world of outlaw show Maybe in the future. In the future. Absolutely. All right. So I was there when yeah. the Outlaws ran on October 18th. I was so, there of what that year? Uh, this was, what, 2016 or something. It was a few yeah. years ago. It was a little chilly in October. Yeah. All right. So yeah. if, if the Outlaws come back, a nice summer date would be great. <laughs> I bought a yeah. second sweatshirt that night. I remember that. <laughs> I think I rented a second sweatshirt that night. I went and might have returned it right afterwards. It, it would be nice where we could run more in right. the October uh, you know what, I, and I'm, I'm a believer just... in that, too, because i got to tell you, I know there are a lot of people who are like, well, football started, and, you know, we we can't. I think you can. You know, yeah. if, you, if you bring in the right type of quality show and you get people in and you get people out, I think you certainly yeah, can I, do that. And that I was agree. what was great about that Outlaw show a couple of years ago is it was just Outlaws. There was no 305s, no dirt trucks. That. It was, okay, so we're going to only run outlaws i think we were in and out in under two hours it was a pretty well-paced program packed grandstands everybody was happy it was just chilly you know but but but, but you know what i I think it it doesn't necessarily have to be an outlaw show i think you could if you put together a good quality show at that time of year because how many times are we sitting at home on a saturday night in october and it's 75 degrees outside you're like man i wish oakshade was running tonight yeah you know, something I mean, going on right yeah. i wish there was some place for me to go and there is you just have to go a little further right. to find it right but that's <laughs> it's that type of deal yeah. so i think if you if you're you know and again sometimes it bites you and it's 20 degrees and cold and yeah. rainy but you know i think that there are ways to make it work but uh you know i, I like i said best of luck to you guys this year i think it's going to be an eye-opener for you yeah, but and, and and with going along with that does make you wonder if we should just eliminate april or just run more in october <laughs> right you know because these aprils haven't been good right so it does make you wonder rex lejeune might uh it's all about, it's all a gamble <laughs> yeah. yeah it is right it is <laughs> right uh one last thing uh what's uh i saw on uh, your uh website that you have a kickoff party coming up on the 31st uh, want to tell us a little bit about that yeah pub 400 um is having a kickoff party one to four isn't it? I believe that's the time. One to four at Pub 400, having a kickoff. All the proceeds go to our um, Hall of Fame, Speedway Hall of Fame. Which is real cool. I, cool. I take a walk yes, through there every time I'm there. If anybody hasn't seen it, Randy Mapus does a wonderful job. I actually got to walk through there with Fred Linder a couple of years ago. And Did you? Obviously, Fred's a National Sprint Car Hall of Fame member from Fremont, Ohio, and it's just pretty cool to yeah. walk through there with them, him, and listen to the stories that he's got to tell. And I have a chance to play golf with him maybe once a year, and just phenomenal guy. And just yeah. when you think about the tradition of sprint car racing in Fremont, it doesn't go any farther than my Fred dad Linder was right there. inducted in 2017. Very yeah. cool, nice. very cool. 
So, yeah, so we have that coming up here next, the following weekend after this one. And so tickets are $15. They includes a meal. More details on uh, the website, FremontOHSpeedway.com. Yes. Because if you go to FremontSpeedway.com, that's the uh, California okay. one. Yeah. Don't do it. FremontOHSpeedway.com. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 2019 schedule on there as uh, well, and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, coming in and uh, hey, talking thank you to for us. The thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for putting Pre- up with my corny it. jokes, guys. <laughs> appreciate it. Coming up uh, this weekend, there is no racing. The uh, racing at Attica, of course, uh, was rained out. There is another uh, party going on, the Hot Rod Welding and Engineering Chris Howard Memorial Dinner and Auction. That's happening Saturday, uh, the 23rd. It's going to be at the Marenzi Sportsman Club. If you're interested in that, you can contact Danny Schaefer for more information at 567-454-7166. Well, you know, Ron's got like a little oval in his driveway. You and I could go out there and we could race this weekend. People could come and watch that oval's us. Pretty, I can't even get my trailer. It is. Well, there. no, just our streetcars. Yeah, yeah. We could do it. Okay. Uh, Attica Raceway Park uh, will try and kick off the season next weekend, the uh, 29th, Friday night, with Fisher Performance Construction Equipment and Supply Advanced Drainage Systems Night. What night is it? That's a mouthful. What was it? It's I all, missed that It's all time. that stuff. <laughs> Uh, they will have a rain date of Saturday, March 30th, uh, 410 sprints, UMP late models, 305 sprints, gates open at 5, racing at 745. Waynesfield, their season opener coming up on Saturday, April 7th with the NRA Sprint Invaders and the Fast 410 sprints. That That's, is a uh, really cool joint, too. They're, they're only running been, a few uh, events this year. I went, to a sprint, I went to a Sprint Week show there a couple of years ago, never first time I had ever been. Just what a cool joint. Heard good things about really it. Really neat place. Then uh, Fremont Speedway next to uh, get things going. That's Saturday, April 13th, once again with 410s, 305s, Attica Fremont Championship Series, uh, and the trucks. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. General mission at $15 for that. It's Union uh, Trades Community Night. Oh, we're on this page now. Sandusky Speedway. They get things going uh, that same weekend with their all-jacked-up weekend, Saturday, April 13th, and Sunday, April 14th. Saturday is going to be the Lake Erie Stock Series Sunday is going to be a 200-lap enduro. More information on that at SanduskySpeedway.com. Toledo Speedway. Oh, these are big, man. Gets things going with the Ross Mortgage Spring 200 presented by PNC Bank. That's Saturday, April 20th with the ARCA Late Model Gold Cup Series going 100 laps. The ARCA CRA Super Series Late Series Late Models going 100 laps. Um, Boy, and then you talk about... 3 o'clock for that. It's opening up really strong. Toledo follows that the next weekend with the USAC Silver Crown. And a non-wing sprint show that is... Is that a, the Raleigh Bill Classic? It is. So USAC Silver Crown, 100 laps, a 50-lap non-wing sprint car feature as well. That's a qualifier for the Little 500. Toledo's only got 10 shows this year. Those first two are killer. Great shows. Oakshade Raceway kicks off their season Saturday, April 27th with uh, Bill Reckner Memorial featuring UMP Sportsman, Bombers, and Compacts. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. Eldor- and Ron will be out there with his outlaw late model no, beating not- up on the, bo- the bomber guys. Sure. Eldora <laughs> Speedway kicks off their 66th season Saturday, April 27th as well. It's an American Late Model Series show paying 5000 to win. Uh, they'll also have the NRA Sprint Invaders, Dirt Car UMP Modifieds, Eldora Stocks, General Mission, 19 bucks for that. Reserve tickets, 24 Flat Rock Speedway. They're going to get things going with a special Sunday event. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. April 28th with the Motor City 200. The CRA Jegs Series Late Models going 100 laps. CRA Junior Late Models, their very first event, right. 25 laps. And the uh, iCar All-Star Modifieds going 75 laps. Should be a good show. Add all that up, you yep. get the 200. 
racing be a good show. starts at 2 o'clock, so another afternoon event. And uh, finally, last uh, track scheduled to get things going this spring. Probably uh, the smartest uh, out of everybody, because <laughs> they're waiting until May, is uh, Lima Land Motorsports Park. It's their season opening shootout, Friday, May 3rd, featuring the NRA Sprint Invaders Modified Stocks. Uh, pits open at 4.30, grandstands of five, racing at 7.30. Not that I want this to happen, you do. But, but just watch. They'll get rained out that yeah. night. It's because he said that the spark. <laughs> yeah. It's all your fault. And it will be my <laughs> fault, yes. <laughs> Thanks to Dave Kemmer for uh, helping uh, book you guys to uh, to come in and uh, everything else. He does a lot of uh, prep work for me. I did no prep work today. I, I just showed up. Well, I just, Can you tell? I just asked you to come in the other, right. last yesterday. I mean, okay. some people would have spent like hours doing research. Like, I didn't even know who won the NASCAR races last week. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> I do. Next week on the show, uh, late model driver Matt Shipley will be in here. He'll be talking about a marketing program that could help out local racers. Shipley. That's what I said. All right. Just checking. Don't be full of Shipley. All right. Just checking. Uh, and uh, thanks to everybody who came out uh, for our special live broadcast at the Woodland Mall last week. Oh, you were first, live last we week? We were our first You had a broadcast last week? Friday night. Oh, our first oh. on, we were outside the Ron Miller Race Car Studio All for right, the first you time. Learned something new every week. I didn't. Yeah. I thought this was the first show of the year. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Appreciate <laughs> it. Make sure to listen to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play. Where can my girlfriend listen to this? She's dying to know. Facebook, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Could be watching me right now. She could be right now. Gosh, every she's... Thursday night, live at seven o'clock. Man, if only there was a way we could get the word out about this. I know it's crazy. <laughs> Make sure to give Ron Miller Race Cars a call. Again, uh, thanks for him for being the 734-856-RACE. There you go. I still remember That's it. That's impressive. I, I still don't, remember it. I, you I want a cell phone number? Uh, he gives that out. I know it's like, does. Crazy. I remember the last part. It's he's like, a crazy old man. It's on his answering machine if it he's is. not there. Right. So. We'll see. He'll be should be back next week. Oh, thank goodness. I don't want to do this again next week. Well, Charlie, thank you for sitting in for Ron. <laughs> thank you uh, both for coming in, Gary and Ryan. Hey, hey thank you. Tune in Appreciate next week, it. 7 o'clock, Hammerdown Racing Report. We're out. See ya! You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.